Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. We've talked uh, on occasion on this program about psychedelic mushrooms, uh, entheogenic mushrooms, whatever word you prefer to use, uh, that uh, usually it's a discussion about adult use and how not only can it be a spiritual journey for some seekers, but it can also be uh, a healing journey for others who might have things like PTSD or uh, severe depression, for instance. These are things that there have been some studies that have been done over the last two decades primarily that show sometimes mushrooms can actually cure PTSD. They can cure addiction uh, to, like, if you've got a heroin addict or something like that. Mushrooms can be, cigarette addiction, mushrooms can be very, very helpful uh, for a lot of people in a therapeutic sort of use. But you don't hear a whole lot about children no, usually and not. Mushrooms. And I actually first got introduced to this concept. I listened to this podcast called Medicine Stories, and it's mainly about people's experience and expertise within using psychedelics in different plant medicines. And the girls on the podcast were talking about using psychedelics while pregnant, breastfeeding, and giving young children psychedelics. And it it was really the first time I had ever really thought about that. It seems mm-hmm. like kind of crazy to me at first. I know lots of people that started smoking weed at like 9, 10, 11. Okay. Well, and it's not the same as mushrooms, but... No, definitely not the there same. There are lots of like 20-year-olds who've never smoked and would be like, no, 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 I'm yeah. too scared. Because they have the mm-hmm. preconceived ideas about it. That something's wrong and with it. you can microdose too and mm-hmm. it have a very healing therapeutic effect without actually tripping uh in this story it seems like the children are taking enough Uh to i think they're hallucinating so definitely not microdosing but well i want to hear about this because it is like i said it seems very counterintuitive i think a lot of people are going to initially recoil uh, at this so what's the source where are you getting this story from this is from the daily mail okay yeah tell me about it so Margarito Mendoza still remembers a time when he was just five years old that his grandmother first fed him magic mushrooms. In a ritual to celebrate surviving childhood, Margarito underwent an ancient shamanic custom in his Mexican hometown of San Jose del Pacifico. Hmm. The boy was fed the hallucinogenic uh, Mexicana fungus by his family, who then guided him on his journey. I was very scared at the visions that appeared to me because I had no idea why I was seeing them, he told Mail Online in an exclusive interview. All libertarians should know that the alcohol monopoly, state monopoly on alcohol is bad. So why don't they put two and two together? It's really bad and it's hard to change because, you know, you could argue, oh, well, we're just taking this initial step and then eventually we'll open up the market and we'll let anyone who wants to, you know, with a convenience store or anybody anywhere can sell uh, this stuff. And that's not going to it's not going to be easy. The government's take, not going to want to no. give away their monopoly. Not after they yeah. went and opened 10 stores. The, the bill that I was looking at earlier says they're going to open 10 stores. They're going to keep it separate, apparently from the liquor stores so it's not just that they're going to add a section at the existing liquor stores which would be a cheaper way to go about it no they're going to open up entirely new retail outlets create a whole new government uh, bureaucracy 
Hire all new government bureaucrats just to have government weed stores in New Hampshire. At least that's the way the bill's written. There apparently is an amendment to the bill, which I was not able to find. It's not as easy to find the amendments to the bills as it is the bills themselves. So who knows? Maybe the amendment made it it better. Maybe the amendment opens it up for competition, but I'm not optimistic. All the way through, voted on. No, no, it was just the state house. So it could still Mm -hmm. fail in the Senate. The governor could still veto it. Most people just have the philosophy like don't give children drugs. But when you look at it as medicine and not as a drug, I think sometimes that perception changes a little bit. So this story is talking about a man, Margarito, who is recounting his experience with psychedelic mushrooms, taking them with his family. So He says, my family all took them at the same time and we went walking in the forest. I heard the trees speak to me and the wind flowed before my eyes like a rainbow river. The Mexican fungus, which induces hallucinations, lack of rational judgment and a sense of well-being grows in the mountains of the state from May until September. So they're locally Mm. harvesting them as well. Um, The mushrooms are seen as sacred by many in the community and are regularly used in ritual ceremonies conducted by local shamans, one of which involves celebrating the passage of infancy into childhood. Oh, okay. So is that younger than five? Because the other one was celebrating being yeah, I think I think I misunderstood what they meant when they said, because they said celebrating surviving childhood. It seemed, or maybe they misspoke. They meant surviving infancy. infancy. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, you're not a toddler anymore. You're a kid right. now, because that would be like right around yeah. four years old. I understand there probably are people in our audience, maybe, you know, folks listening on a conservative talk radio station out there that just cannot even fathom this whole concept that somebody would actually give their kids psychedelic mushrooms. Um, But I suspect somebody who is thinking that way has never actually tried psychedelic mushrooms, so you don't know anything about them. And you're just judging, you're just prejudging based on drug war propaganda that has been out there for, you know, generations, which are lies, by the way, about these things. And so, you know, it's hard to tell somebody like that, okay, well, you know, at least keep, try to keep your mind open about this. These are people in Mexico that you're telling us about, Nikki, families who've been doing this for generations. Thousands of years. Yeah, this is a tradition that goes back for a very long time. Uh, They've got you know the uh, the people that have used these mushrooms the shamans uh they use not just mushrooms but other things you know frog venom and there's a variety of different kind of uh, entheogenic substances that these people take in order to provide them with various different visions for different reasons uh and you know what that's their that is their right as a human being to put whatever they want into their own body and it's their right as a family to decide for their kids what to do together did you know that in new hampshire according to a supreme court case that was decided in december of 2020 it is legal under the constitution to do psychedelic mushrooms and arguably any other um drug that you choose for spiritual purposes Hmm. it it's i didn't know that crystal clear unanimous Supreme Court. There was not a single dissenter on the Supreme Court of New wow. Hampshire in this they particular case. They overturned a conviction a guy had. Correct. They wow, overturned a conviction that a, a member of the Oklavueja Church, which is a Native American church that is a, essentially a psychedelic church, 
you know, he's got his membership card and everything, and and there's certain rules around how he has to use the mushrooms. Like he can't do them in public, for instance. That's one one. Uh, and generally, thing. people wouldn't. Right. I used to know a guy who would drive on shrooms, and that Bad was plan. terrifying. Bad plan. I would never get in the car with somebody. No, you're shrooms. supposed to like hug a tree or something. <laughs> like go on a walk in the woods. You're yeah. Not supposed to get. Don't use heavy equipment. Yeah. yeah, please don't no. use heavy equipment while uh, while tripping. But that was a really cool um, story about uh, like a real pleasant surprise. And the reason for it is because in New Hampshire, the New Hampshire Constitution's Bill of Rights not only protects your right to religion, meaning you, ha- you have the right to have a religion, whichever religion you choose, but it also protects your right to worship. We've got somebody watching us on a, apparently our Facebook feed, Nathaniel Cospitas says, do not, in all caps, do not give underage children psilocybin magic mushrooms. Why not? Well, I would say that as a default message, yeah. You shouldn't just hand a kid a mushroom and say, all right, Johnny, have a good day. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So like if that's going to happen, then it does need to happen in the way that I think they're doing it down in Mexico. This uh, tribe of people that have been doing it for generations where it's done together as a family occasion. That's what makes sense to me. I would also like to paint a picture for everyone. So say you have a baby in the hospital, right? Mom gets an epidural, which has fentanyl in it. Mm. You know, the thing that everybody's ODing on the streets, the synthetic heroin. So that, and then the baby's born, right? Then it gets hepatitis B vaccine, it gets erythromycin in its eyes for no reason. And then by the time the child is four years old, they receive about 50 different injections. So... To me, and mind you, a lot of those medications and the vaccinations that these children are getting can have some pretty nasty side effects. Sure. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's like in our culture. And now they want to pump them with the the COVID vaccine. Yeah. For me, when I first started doing cannabis, I mean, I touched on this earlier, my biggest fear was I thought the cops were going to bust in. I, I yeah. thought like and, that, and it wasn't that I, that I thought that while it was happening, because I was able to kind of put that aside once that I actually, you know, got high and laughed a lot and had a good time with my friends. But prior to that, like the planning of it, we were so meticulous, like we had an escape route if the cops were going to show up because we were, you know, we've been indoctrinated yeah. by the drug abuse resistance education or whatever. Dare, uh, you know, for, <laughs> yeah. for years. And, you know, they told us that, that this was as bad as heroin and, you know, you're going to go to prison or whatever and so having to get over some of those things and then further years later for me to use uh, lsd and then ultimately mushrooms i think i did lsd before i did mushrooms but to do a psychedelic like that was you know to go to a new level and there was some some trepidation around that too because of all the propaganda yep and you just you know Kids don't yeah. have that if they're four years old or whatever. That's what I meant by it, it seems like it would be easier for a kid to take it because I didn't do mushrooms until I was, I think, 22. And if yep. somebody asked me the day before if I would ever do it, I might have been like, no, that's kind of scary. The mm-hmm. only reason I did it was because my friend kind of randomly was like, oh, I have these. She's one of my best friends I've known for over a decade. Mm. And we were just in her house. I love her house so much. And I was like, I guess, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll do it with you. And it was a, it was great doing it with one of my best friends ever. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too. But finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. 
I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. I love the topic of psychedelics because I've had experience with psychedelics. Um, my first experience was with mushrooms in ceremony, so that was really cool. But I wanted to talk about cannabis and spirituality, and also people forget that cannabis, like mushrooms, like ayahuasca, like LSD, can be a spiritual tool for expansion of one's consciousness. Absolutely. Now, something that you, um, you're a blind man, just for our listeners that, uh, that have never heard you before, something that you wouldn't be able to see about cannabis, I showed Bonnie the other day. When you put cannabis with like the real crystalline high end cannabis, like the good, good, good stuff, uh, when you put those crystals under a microscope, what do they look like, Bonnie? Little teeny tiny mushrooms. I'm telling really? you, they look no like way. little oh, teeny. That's cool. Like yeah. so, cannabis is literally coated with little teeny mushroom looking things. It's fascinating. They're called trichomes, so they're not technically mushrooms, but it's awfully interesting. And a, they, a few of them like didn't look like mushrooms, but a lot of them did. Yeah. They really do. Anyway, um, I think that's interesting because cannabis is considered a mild psychedelic. And yeah, it is absolutely a spiritual um, drug. What I'd recommend for those who want to explore this idea is if you're going to take cannabis as a spiritual tool, I'd recommend having a ritual with it. Maybe you have a couple hours before your your session to clear your your mind, your room. Think about this, Nikki. There are still states that are that have blue laws. There are still states where you cannot buy alcohol on Sunday. Or yeah, there's there's true. even what they call dry counties in some southern yeah. states where you can't buy alcohol at all. Doesn't matter what day of the week or yeah. what time it is. The town I grew up in in Massachusetts was a dry town. They have them up here too? Yeah, but you would just drive like five minutes to the next town. Sure, so that's how everybody does it. So, well, was I, it illegal to drink in No, no, no. You, okay, oh. so you could you drink, but you mm-hmm. just couldn't buy it. Oh. And I actually wow. think that's fine because it was like a small farmy town and there was like, you know, two gas stations. It, there wasn't really space for liquor store. And I feel like if the people that live there don't want there to be liquor stores or restaurants that serve liquor. Whoa, I mean, whoa, just to clarify. Could you not buy liquor? Could you not buy beer no, or wine? No, you couldn't buy beer, wine, or liquor. See, the, so any sort of alcohol. Okay, that's the problem with that is it just forces, like you said, people to go elsewhere. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, somebody who wants to drink has to drive in order mm-hmm. to drink. And not everybody is a responsible person yeah, a when it point. comes to that. So you're actually encouraging... That's not their intention, but laws and prohibitions have unintended consequences. And so their intention is, well, we just want to stop people from drinking. Well, no, you've just moved the drink, you know, the drinkers. You've forced yeah. them to go outside of the town. I was used to take the, the, the Liberty Bells and you'd soak them in a packet of uh, Kool-Aid. Really good, actually. And, uh, you know, cook them that way. It tasted a little bit better. Hmm. But my little Dotson got into it. Oh my. my whole point is that uh, Shorty's was his name. He drank an entire like pop ramen bowl of this stuff. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Before you go on, what would a bowl yeah. of this stuff do to a human being? Uh, it, it gets you high. I understand that. So it would, <laughs> but, it would be a, a good dose of mushrooms is what you're saying. 
Uh, but guy, he is freaking falling his shadows around. He's freaking out, and he was having a blast. You know, <laughs> I, that's kind of my point. So he lived till he was almost seventeen years old. Wow, he smoked weed about five hundred times. You know, and we didn't mean to give him the shrooms. I think that would have been too far to be on purpose. Sure, yeah. you know, but he didn't seem to be frightened. He didn't seem to be unnecessarily no. having a bad oh, trip he was or something. Fun. I do have this video from the folks over at uh, Project Veritas where they caught a man named Christopher Cole, who is with the Food and Drug Administration, saying things like this. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. They don't want to, like, uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can- wow. wow. Haven't they learned yet? Haven't, haven't they had some kind of meeting where their bosses said, listen, if you're on a date and someone wants to know about your job, don't talk about it. Yeah, even, even if this person wasn't like an undercover, why would you... It just doesn't seem like a smart move if you're doing sketchy stuff Well, to tell this random girl stuff while you're on a date. Like, he I thinks don't know. that in his twisted mind, being um, in the know on Joe Biden's vaccine plans is like cool. And he's yeah. like, it makes him so hot. It makes yeah, him important. So he's an important yeah. bureaucrat in, you know, he's running the government Ugh. and he wants to brag about that. This so is, gross. You know, this is the, his equivalent of, you know, with the, the guy holding up the big fish in the photos, right? Yeah, on the right. dating sites, right? He's, you know, he's going to mandate vaccines. This is his version of a lifted truck. So he introduces himself as a manager for the Food and Drug Administration. Here, here's some more audio. Uh, food and Drug Administration, my, uh, my agency oversees vaccines, oh. vaccine approvals, and, and uh, devices for vaccines. And my office clears all the uh, emergency approvals. Since COVID is under emergency uh, order, we expedite the approval of any emergency. I've been there for like 22 years. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. And he's so you'll have to get an- sitting at a dinner table. They've got, you know, you'll hear the clinking of uh, forks and things like that. He's got, a, uh, there's a, usually like a bottle of wine in front of him. So clearly this person is on a date. And I love how the uh, undercover journalist says things like, oh, and she already knew that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> awesome. yeah, well, she's, she's feeding Legendary. him questions so yeah. she can get his, uh, his answers on tape here. So well, here. that's what you do. Or on video. Awesome. Let's go on. Manual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. They don't want to like uh, rile everyone up. So, Is it going to be formally announced? Yeah, yeah, at some point. I mean, it's going to be, uh, uh, and some of it's been talked about publicly, but it has been talked about on like CNN or Fox or MSNBC or anything. Um, now, it would be un it seems unlikely given what has transpired so far that they could somehow mandate this on everyone in the United States because they, he, as he points out, that's going to rile people up. I think um, what's going to happen is um, it's going to be a gradual thing. School's going to mandate it. Okay. That's one thing, right? But they kind of already are as far as other vaccinations go. I mean, you can't send your kid to public school if they're not vaccinated. And that is the argument they will use. They'll say, hey, what are you parents complaining about? When I was a kid, I went to uh, public school and I was unvaccinated. Really? Yep. I think I've got religious exemptions in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There is ways around it. And I think different states are more lenient. Like, I'm sure hmm. if you tried to, like, pull that in In California. Yeah. In California or even, like, New England, Mm -hmm. you might not have 
as it's it's definitely not super easy to do. And yeah. I think it's just getting harder for harder and harder for parents to do that nowadays. And I feel like I've heard that I don't know if it was Los Angeles County that there have been vaccine COVID vaccine mandates at some school systems already in in the United States. So I think wow that's in some- schools too. It's not even approved for. I think it's twelve years and up right now. Mm, no, or? I think that, didn't they get a no? Five yeah, in, they were doing the five. Yeah, oh my they God, got a five to eleven so year insane. emergency authorization. So now they're trying for six months to five years. I believe is now the thing that they're pitching to the pharmaceutical that's, companies next, pitching yeah. for this. What do you mean you don't agree with the process? Well, I mean, they, um, they don't have all the, all the tests aren't there. So I agree with the thing that it is important to inoculate them. Um, Children, toddlers. <laughs> just so. with the bad tests. Yeah, he just wants medicine. to have more paperwork, I guess. But you can't provide the, um, the parent as much um, assurity as you normally want to. Despite Cole's concerns regarding... So he's not really concerned with injecting children Mm -hmm. with an experimental vaccine he's just wants to persuade the parents be more effective at persuading the parents that this is a good idea because if you don't get the parents to buy in on it it isn't going to happen and you know that's like a huge thing that i hate about a lot of parents like people acting like their kids are their property like i need Mm. to be convinced if i give my kid this lifelong like something that'll affect their life for the rest of their lives uh, injection into their body that's crazy well i mean this does get into an important question about parenting and and i think this is something that libertarians disagree on on a kind of a fundamental yeah. level is are your kids the equivalent of your property while they are under your roof can you mm. decide what to put into their body nikki you pointed out that for a long time government schools have been mandating various different vaccines and so that's how they're going to excuse this. They'll just say, well, you guys didn't complain when it was, uh, you know, these other shots that we've mandated on your kids. Now it's, it's a so, problem. It's so weird because it does seem like it's different because, first of all, it's an mRNA vaccine, which that's is new. different. Yeah. And they don't uh, they've at least no school I have ever went to and I've never heard of them doing this. They don't mandate the flu shot, which is more similar no, than like yeah. uh, the chicken pox vaccine maybe i can understand maybe i mean i don't understand any mandates but right. um like i can see maybe why the average parent would be like yeah we need that that's fine but this is something totally different well it is t- totally different in some ways but their argument is going to hold muster likely when it comes to legal legally defending it it's like oh well you know we've already been mandating shots this yeah, is but just another one will the people excuse it and allow it and not Rise not up stand up it. against it yeah that's, I mean, that's a great a question. question because at this point it seems like most people are vaccinated or at least claiming they are you know so mm. it seems like most people have already taken the bait and this is another great reason why we can't be relying on the government for things like this like social security and schooling and housing i I know so many people that are collecting from the government who, if they got their benefits and, you know, their Social Security checks taken away, they would be screwed. Yeah. People always talk about Hitler and Hitler bad, no doubt about it. But communism worse. I mean, they killed yeah. more people in in yeah, Russia. No one killed like 10 times as many Jews as Hitler did. 
and he killed like a hundred times as many people as World War II did. Yeah, of, so of their like, own we're people. Not talking about nice people here. Yeah, that right. are benevolent and just give you stuff. Cause right, and it's not something that it's not some sort of phenomena that only existed a hundred years ago. This is something that's happening today. It's happening in North oh, Korea, yeah. where you cannot leave. There, you are literally living in a prison state, and you have uh, it's happening in China, well, where if you, you are can't leave North Korea is because if if they open their borders and let people leave, there would be nobody there for them to lord it over. <laughs> yeah, literally, Everybody would leave. There are some true believers. I mean, there there must be true believers who still believe that uh, the Kims are gods. And they've completely bought into uh, to all that, but yeah, a lot of people would would get out of it. Eventually, there. they'd starve without anybody to do slave to labor. work yeah. for them. Well, it's like 1984, right? South Korea and be freer. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like 1984 where they're controlling all of the media and all of the propaganda, and so they're they're these people are just what being I don't fed. Get is is hmm. why is this third lady? Why is she not apprised of? I mean. Okay, she's thinking she gets the welfare check, so she lives under a form of communism. I tried calling the the listen line, and they told me to go to a website. I really tried, hmm. and they gave me some. What's, what's the number, Ian? I'll have to look up the number. I don't have it off offhand. Oh, I thought you knew it. Sorry. Yeah, I tried, and it, it told me to go to some website, and I can't figure it out. So, but oh, I mean, I listen when I'm on hold. So, was she talking about Ukrainian? That was that about? No, she like, was saying that if you knew what communism really was, you would probably not like it, and that getting welfare in the United States is nothing like real communism. Because in 1973, she visited Soviet Russia with her classmates, and she said people there were wearing cardboard shoes in you know Arctic tundra weather, and they were very poor, and it was not. Oh, paradise. Okay, so but I was going to call in about that. The Russia saying that they had, what, the grave, a mass grave of the Ukrainians that were wanted to separate and join Russia. That's what they're claiming. But I, I actually happen to believe it. You know, but... Um, but what are they you know, saying? What they're saying? What they're saying is that the eastern part of of Ukraine, they they mur- they killed the Ukrainians killed the separatists. In other words, there was people that wanted to be part of Russia, and they killed them all. Mm. And they have mass grave sites, so it is a reason and a cause to invade Ukraine. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.